This is The Scoop on Life. Chase and Lauren back with you for another week as we walk through life from womb to tomb. And we continue um, looking at prison ministry today. We're going to listen to part two of our interview with Jason King, Nathan Acock, and Ryan Howard. Uh, If you missed last week's episode, part one of this interview, um, go back and listen to it. Really good, and we're going to continue that today. Um, Just a very, very fascinating and insightful interview into prison ministry. So sit back and enjoy our interview with Jason King, Nathan Acock, and Ryan Howard on prison ministry. Ryan, we'll bring you in on this. You've been involved with prison ministry. Uh, You've been with these guys. Can you talk just a little bit about uh, what you think the church's role in prison ministry should be? Yeah, so um, to answer that question, I think, um, you know, I would probably ask the question in my mind is, you know, if if Christ was on earth today, would he be doing ministry in prison? Um, And I think the overwhelming, you know, answer we would all say would be yes. Um, But from scripturally, you know where we're kind of mandated to to do jail ministry you know i think about throughout scripture is obviously the great commission but um also you know in matthew 25 i believe when you know the final judgment where you know uh the sheep and the goats are being you know uh separated um and and there you know it specifically talks about christ talks about you know you came to me when we were you know i was in prison and um and then if you just look at you know if you just follow the footsteps of christ alone like i said you know in in mark 2 you see where you know he's kind of being berated for eating with tax collectors and you know he says listen i'm not here for the the healthy i'm here for the sick and um and and so you know to answer your question i think you know the role of the church um you know should be great and i know you know we were kind of having this conversation prior to coming on to the to the the podcast but um you know it can it can be discouraging um you know, for people in the ministry uh, to not have that involvement. I know uh, Miss Champion, who is Tammy Marino's uh, grandmother, uh, she had been in the jail ministry for 65 years. Um, yeah, and she, she, I remember her making a comment um, one, one Thursday night. She said, been doing this for 35 or 65 years um, and have, have never had every section covered on a Thursday night. So, um, you know, you just see the need. Um, obviously, there's a lot of need. You know, there's a lot of physical needs in there. But, you know, more importantly, there's more spiritual needs. And that's where, uh, you know, obviously the church is called to, to have action. Right. And I, um, in my reading and preparation just kind of for tonight, too, uh, Lifeway Research had done a lot of research as well in prison ministry and church's involvement. And one thing um, that they noted was that very few churches have contact with inmates at all or former inmates, whatever it may be, and that the churches that do have some sort of jail ministry um, say that they struggle with it mainly because of lack of volunteer leaders. Other things they mentioned were lack of training, finances. They didn't really know where to start. Church already has too many ministries going on. But the main the main reason that they um, struggled getting it going or sustaining it was because of the lack of volunteers. And so um, how can how can someone listening to our podcast who um, maybe is involved in a local church um, be involved, both if their church already has a prison ministry going? I, I mean, I'm sure I know what you're going to say, but let's say someone who doesn't have a, a prison ministry already at their church, like what can 
our listeners do in response as you just mentioned ryan like we know jesus would care for those incarcerated like we want to do what his heart is after we want to be on mission as well and so what do we what do we do as a result well there's only so many opportunities i guess or ways to serve in the calhoun county jail ministry where we are there are some there are some guys that come in during the day and do some one-on-one mentoring so there is some opportunity there um, that would be to contact Chaplain Green, uh, who's over the overall jail ministry at the jail. Um, as far as our ministry goes, uh, there's plenty of opportunities to volunteer here. We've already talked about that, that we don't have very many people, very many volunteers at all to cover all the sections, as Ryan just said, and we never have, not even close. And uh, it would be great if we could have at least two people to go into every section. Um, I think, you know, even Jesus sent out people, you know, by the twos. And, and, and you know, somebody could pray. Somebody can um, share. They can take turns. We do that sometimes. Uh, but to get involved, I mean, they would just, you know, contact me or contact Chaplain Green. And he would, you know, um, give you my number. And uh, we could you know, definitely go through the process and, and make sure that we're, um, you know, the right fit. We don't want just anybody coming in there. While we do lack volunteers, we still don't want bodies. We want people that are called that have a heart for the gospel and that know the word of God. Uh, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be a preacher or, or a pastor or anything like that, but you do need to know the word of God because that's what we're going in to do. So there's plenty of opportunity there uh, still to do that. And I'll say one more thing that my pastor told us one time, um, and not didn't have anything to do with the jail ministry, but he's a fisherman, and um, obviously, you know, Jesus called Peter and John and, you know, all of the fishermen, and he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And any fisherman would know that you want to go to where the fish bite. And at the jail, that's where the fish are biting a lot of times. God has them in a place where he has prepared them to be, to be ready to hear the gospel, to, to lay in their bed because there's nothing else to do and think about how their life got to where it is. And he has, he has prepared them. Uh, and then here we come in, just like God does, he sends evangelists in and, and preachers of the word. And just at just the right time, you know, they hear that and, and they believe. And so... That's why I can't understand why there's a lack of volunteers. It is a great ministry uh, to share the word, and there's literally a captive audience to hear it. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, just kind of follow up to that, Nathan, if you want to uh, jump in here, but let's say, you know, and we have listeners not just from around here, so if someone is involved with their church, obviously we would encourage you if your church does have a prison ministry and what you've heard has convicted you and you want to be involved, talk to whoever you know is over it, but... You know, Nathan, let's say that there's somebody listening who their church doesn't have, you know, a jail ministry of any sort. Like, is there a way for them to be involved? Like, should they just, you know, see if there's a chaplain already at their local jail? Like, what what would that look like? Uh, uh, yes. Well, obviously, there's jails all over the place. Um, and, and pretty much all the jails, I think there would probably be some sort of chaplain. Um, I know there are some good, like, national ministries 
uh, Prison Fellowship and Kairos and a couple of other big ministries that have um, s- some some uh, established uh, relationships, uh, mainly in like the larger prisons. Um, but but on the the kind of local more jail level, uh, I would say if you if you live in another county in the state to, uh, or, or somewhere else to, to just reach out to the county jail and see if there is some sort of ministry. And if there's a chaplain, talk to the chaplain. Um, if there's not anything, then I would encourage the uh, who, whoever it is, if they feel like they have a heart to, to pray about it and talk to their pastor about about if they can start start something. Um, what, what I guess in thinking too about people who may genuinely physically not be able to serve right now, let's say they, you know, they're working emergency services, they work overnight, they're, you know, whatever it may be, there's plenty of people with small kids. Maybe it's just not something they can do right now. Obviously, um, as the church, especially if it's a ministry of the church, like it is where we attend church, you know, um, we obviously want to pray for the jail ministry. Like what are some of the biggest things that if you were to ask us, like Chase and I as a couple, like praying for y'all's jail, going to the jail, like what are the biggest things prayer wise that we could do to support you in that way? Um, we mentioned it a couple of times already, but to me, one of the biggest things is just pray for more laborers to, to go in because honestly, I, I agree with, with Jason. To me, it seems like the fields are white with harvest and, uh, there's, there's, you know, we, I feel like we as a church should be called to go to where the hurting people are and the lost people are and the, the people that are enslaved by addictions and proclaim to them that Jesus can set them free. And so all those people are in jail. And so we as a church should go there. And so pray for, for more people to have the heart to go. And then also just pray for the, pray for the, the inmates and pray for the inmates' families. Because like we've talked about with, with the statistics, a lot of these guys, when they get out, like, it's, it's tough. Like, I really feel like a lot of the guys, when they're in there, they sincerely desire to change their life. But when they get out, the circumstances that they have to go back to is just not conducive for them to change their lives. And so it's tough. It's really tough for them to change. And so um, I, I just that, that the Lord would be able to, to work in their lives and, and change them um, and, and get them, uh, give them the, the heart really to just try to get involved with a good church where they can get plugged in and, and grow more once they get out. And uh, kind of in our, our research, we saw this quote from uh, Scott McConnell, and uh, he's from Lifeway. He says, these are messy, long-term ministries, and you really have to demonstrate biblical faithfulness to be involved with them. And it's a lot easier to pick a ministry uh, where you maybe have quick rewards, but you miss out on the opportunity to impact families and communities. So thank you guys. Uh, for what you do with the jail ministry, for going in there and, and speaking truth to those guys who, who need it. And so thank you for, for doing that, and thank you for taking time to share that with us today. We really enjoyed our time there with Jason and Nathan and Ryan talking about prison ministry. And so thank you to those guys for taking time to talk with us and sharing their heart behind why they do what they do. So we appreciate them. We appreciate you for listening in. Uh, Maybe you missed part one. You want to go back and listen to it, you can do that. Apple Podcast app. We're also on Spotify and YouTube. So uh, you can listen to all the past shows that we've we've done with The Scoop on Life are on the, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and YouTube. 
We're looking forward to bringing you more of The Scoop online. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with everything we have going on with the podcast so you'll know when our episodes come out. And we post other things throughout the week as well. So follow us there on social media. We will see you again next week with more of The Scoop on Life.